Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, welcome to this week's very special edition of the Spurs Show. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, on tonight's show, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Thea Delaney. Good evening. <laughs> nice to see you. It's nice to be doing them together. Yeah, it we is. Normally, it's, a, it's a rare oh, treat. We normally alternate. Yeah, it's a yeah, rare treat. Yeah, it's good. You know, and joining us tonight, uh, 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 and I know many of you know this show is about to happen. I'm delighting it's, it's going to happen. 854 games. Extraordinary amount, isn't it, for Spurs? Thirty-one goals, we just said off air. Fifty-one, fifty-one. There you are. I knew it was. I knew it was a one. Two FA Cup winners' medals, two League Cup winners' medals, two UEFA Cup winner medals. Ex Football Writers Player of the Year, ex Manager and Assistant Manager of Tottenham as well. Mr. Steve Perriman joins us. Thank you very much. Nice welcome. That's amazing. That's like a sort of ten-minute intro because there's so much to cover. Sure, and you know? and I always think people forget the FA Youth Cup. I did forget the Youth Cup. I did and, forget um, it. I, I see it as quite a big trophy because yeah. when you're under 18, that's yeah. probably the best you can win. Yeah. Of course, I was in the first team by then. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But uh, for Tottenham Hotspur to have won that in the day was quite special. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that deserves to be on that line of... Quite right. Fair enough. What we're going to do on tonight's show, we're going to very briefly look back at the United and Burnley games. Uh, very briefly, again, have a quick mention about Bayern Munich on tomorrow, isn't it, Munich? Yeah. And then Wolves. But we're really here to talk about an incredible, uh, well, finally, uh, book, which we'll go into detail about the book later on. Um, so we will do that later. Lily White and Blue, um, Steve's autobiography. Very, very quickly then, gentlemen. Um, I mean, Steve, you were doing a signing at the Spurs Megastore at the weekend. So you, you managed to catch the Burnley game. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, bring back memories of seeing a Tottenham side thrash a team like that. It's been a while since uh, it took, took a team apart. Yeah, it was strange in some ways. I, I couldn't link it to anything in mm. the past. Nothing is the same, is it? The stadium. Yeah. The, the manager that I got used to is yeah. 
even changed and uh Burnley certainly didn't look like the Burnley of my day mm. and um but of course they've caused us problems in the past and yeah. you need to get that early goal which probably made all the difference because they're normally as you just alluded they're normally a really really tough team we lost there last week I remember that God, in your day the the, the famous uh, midweek one. yeah one Graham League Roberts, two, Graham Roberts two own goals wasn't yeah. it for memory well, I don't remember that actually but I, oh. I remember that game yes yes I didn't remember the two own goals yeah I'm sure I'm sure that was the game he scored two own goals I don't remember the own goals anyway. either but what, we it, were, it was a shocker know, I know that we were in a run of games and uh, Trevor Stephen was the star man mm. for Right, that's Burnley. before he went to Everton, right? Mm. Before he went yeah. upwards. Yeah. Mm. And um, sat in the bath after, Mickey Hazard said, Stevie, when we scored, after about five minutes, I think, and we were just in a run of games where we kept winning. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you see the games that we won up to that point, we were knocking everyone over. When we scored in five minutes, I think, thought he was going to win six or seven one. I said, Mickey, that's exactly why we didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's all now have a rest because this is going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mick. But we always had over the years, I mean, the present team as well this season, we've lost at home to Newcastle and lost at Brighton. Even throughout your time, and we'll go into more detail about your career, but there was always times within all those Spurs teams, we always used to lose the games you didn't expect. Yep. Although when you think about it, so does every club. You think it is? So you don't think it's just a Tottenham thing? No, it's an expectancy of the supporters turning up saying, well, we're going to win win today. Of course we're going to win. Yeah. Guess what? It's a two-horse race. (laughs) (laughs) If football was that easy, we'd all win the pools. And then we don't. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, obviously, I mean, the game at the weekend is obviously going to be talked about by the Hominson goal, which... I was thinking on the way here, have we seen at Tottenham a goal like it? People of a certain age will say Greaves Greaves against United and Leicester, but then he was at halfway line taking on players. Runs, I can remember Ginola away to Barnsley. I was there, but again, that was from the halfway line. I can't remember seeing a Spurs player in the time I've been going running from that, was it it 90 yards box? He was just outside the opposition box, yeah. yeah. Yes, our box. Yeah, our, our was, yeah, edge yeah, of our yeah, box yeah, yeah. and straight through. Can you remember seeing or any other teams you play for or whatever? Have you seen anything like that? Sure. Okay, so what was special about that goal in my eyes was that if you remember, I was a midfield player mm. and I went to the back mm-hmm. and the plan was for me to bring the ball out. Mm. So I was never a player that could run at a player 1v1, drop my shoulder and go past him. That would be a Jimmy Greaves goal. Mm. Yeah. Okay, mm. I've been talking about further yeah, 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 yeah. back up the pitch. Mm. So I very quickly worked out that if I run between two players, especially forwards, mm. they don't really want to chase you. <laughs> they don't yeah. really. And mm. the fact it's two of them, mm. they sort of look at each other. You do it. And then it's <laughs> yeah. too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So albeit I always say I lacked half a yard of pace, I could go through that hole mm. when they didn't really want yeah. to chase you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm critical of today's game, not Tottenham, today's game that centre-halves pass the ball across the back to a player that's matched up so they get it and pass it to the fullback who's matched up by a wide player yeah. mm. then it comes back to him and then he passes it etc I think more players should run at the middle of two opponents mm. and then see what happens they either drag you drag them in so you now give them doubt mm. who's going to take the ball mm. I, I thought you I thought you go through the middle mm. and when Son did that first one, 
it then kept happening. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's in his mentality or what, mm. but that's if, when you watch it again, he kept going at the middle mm. of the two that were against him. He didn't actually run past anyone mm. with, as I yeah, described, yeah, yeah, the yeah. drop of his shoulder. No. Yeah. He just, just went for the space, yeah. Yeah. which is very yeah. clever, yeah. I think. Yeah. So it was an amazing goal. It just kept opening up. Mm. Yeah. And every time he went for two, the middle of two, he gave them mm. doubt. Yeah. Mm. And no one answered it. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, he kept going and kept going and kept going. He didn't have to wall pass. Mm. He didn't have to drop his shoulder. He didn't mm. have to do anything really special yeah. other than the decision to go through yeah. the middle of the next two players. Mm. Yeah. And I felt, I felt once he got in the final, towards the final third, they were worried about red cut because they should really have. I was thinking oh, Sean Dyche must be saying, chop him I down. Sure. Presumably they were team. worried about a red card. Was, was, and, yeah. and again, that's a case of you get the red card, I don't want to get the red card kind of thing. Maybe. Well, it's an unusual ploy for him because if you think he's a wide mm. player, mm. Yeah. when he picks the ball up, he's got an immediate opponent yeah. that he's got a run at yeah. and then do exactly what I said, yeah. step over. He did say he do. looked to pass. He looked up for Delhi. Yeah. Delhi was, there was, some, there was a player in front of him. He looked up. So he Again, going. Yeah. Again, that gives the two opponents doubt. Yeah. Oh, he's going to pass it. That's yeah, handy. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. he hasn't passed it. Yeah. Through the middle. Yeah, yeah. And once he... It was like a slalom. He just kept yeah. going through yeah. the middle of them. And therefore, that makes it a great, great goal. And the pace and the, But well. not a Jimmy Greaves goal. No, no it was a diff- yeah. different I kind mean, of a run. But yeah. the fabulous thing about it was also that no, we've seen you see runs like that in games, and by the time the guy gets there, he's so knackered that the finish is rubbish. Yeah, the finish was, was perfection, finish wasn't it? Well. Incredible. He he's wasn't. run all that yeah. way, yeah. and then he and then he executes the finish to perfection. That's yeah. when everyone goes, "Wow!" Because you mm. just can't believe it's. He happen. gained more confidence by being successful right. at what he was attempting to do, yeah. rather than lose his legs. Yeah, yeah his yeah, confidence yeah. gave him extra. I've got a chance of scoring. Yeah. And he's the type that when he gets a chance of scoring, he becomes even more alive. He's yeah. alert anyway, yeah. that player. So, yeah. I well, kind of felt well sorry for Harry Kane because obviously he scored two fantastic goals. Yeah. Which most sort of... And he had a great game all around. Pundits yeah. and journos didn't really kind of talk about because everyone well, was talking about yeah. that goal. And they were, they were the first one especially as well. Yeah. It's he, amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's got... He can sort of score every type of yeah. goal, can't he, yeah. Kane? Which is very unusual for a striker, I think. Yeah, I've always appreciated his ability. I'm not saying I, when I first saw him play in the first team, although I don't see that much, Mm. that I thought he was going to be the success that he's been. Since he's been a regular in the team, Mm. I have appreciated him more and more, and actually the most I've ever appreciated him was that game Saturday. Oh, really? Because he, I call Jimmy Greaves, a professional goal scorer. Mm. Some of us, mere mortals, score goals sometimes and we don't really know why we scored or how we scored in terms of recreating it. Right. Harry knew exactly in them two goals Mm. what he was doing, where he was putting the ball, where the space was to hit, the timing when to hit it. So... I I just think he's gone to another level mm. now. Mm. It was amazing. I mean, I mean again, and and the whole performance was more astonishing because of the the awful display a few days before Old Trafford, yeah. Yeah. which again with this, uh, it's been a few years now with Tottenham. Certainly under Pochettino and maybe even AVB and further back. When it comes to these big key games against what I still call the top six games. Yeah, but we again, still fall short. We still yeah, start but you know what? so slowly. I, I really thought it was uh, funny when you said 
it, it, when we said that about you lose the silly games, you know, that's a Tottenham thing. And you said, actually, that's a thing that all clubs have. You always think it's your own club. Yeah. But when you think about it, of course, we're going to lose more games against the top six. Actually, mm. our record isn't much worse if worse if it's worse at all than the other top six against the top because they're the games you're going to lose but, there's get, thing, but there's, these away games we always seem to concede early yeah, there is that. Five there is that. Five minutes. We're one down. There is that. That that is disappointing. But I th- just think you know, I don't think our record actually is that bad against the top. So it's bad in terms of how many we've lost. But that, mm. that's just because they're the, the best teams, aren't they? I mean, yeah. And uh, we we played well. We've won it all. You know, in did recent you, did years. Did you see we've that one, Steve? Did you I manage to watch it? it? I didn't was see driving it. somewhere, but heard yeah. it on the radio. And it appeared to me that it was sort of individual errors mm. yeah. that cost us those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those the, the keeper goals. was yeah. at fault. Therefore, yeah. yeah. Mm. Keepers at fault, and then it was a silly penalty. But it's one of those penalties that not always given. Well, Aurier gave the ball away just before for him to mm. run yeah, on that. Yeah, that was, that was, more, that was the more, more the mistake. But the frustrating thing was, very quickly, we got back into the game. We, yeah. we, we, we were lucky great, to be drawn half. Deli Ali, a wonderful yeah. goal, which again was barely mentioned by yeah, the. Yeah anti-Tottenham press because they're all going crazy <laughs> over United. Thing. Barely mentioned what a great goal it was. <laughs> yeah. The way he brought the ball down, it was like Berbatov-like, wasn't he? He brought it down. Yeah. Um, it was and brilliant. So every Spurs fan there at halftime went, we'll go on and win this. We'll go on and win this now. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't be as bad as that again. Yeah. But we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was frustrating. And for Mourinho, and, and okay, we're all trying to, we're still trying to get used to Mourinho. Yeah. And what's he going to do with the players he's got? Yeah. Because we know under this present chairmanship there's not going to be that many changes this season certainly what he can do with those players and that was a frustrating thing when you mentioned there was individual errors mm. sort of but cost the, you us know, the game it wasn't the worst result in the context of a whole season when you consider what they did on Saturday United it looks like they're either in a little purple patch or yes, they've actually yeah. turned a corner but one thing's for sure we didn't lose to a bad mm. t- we, we no. go away to a good Man United team at Old Trafford and you lose by yeah. one goal I mean and points-wise, it sort of didn't matter because then Chelsea lost uh, yeah, the weekend Chelsea and we won. So yeah. we're still that six Chelsea, points behind Chelsea. Chelsea and we, the goal difference was the same in Chelsea. And we sort of played Chelsea twice. So yeah. mm. anyway, that's enough for now about the present team. Now, for, for listeners who've been uh, with us for a long, long time, um, first, you, 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 you came on our, our very first live show with you, Steve, back in... 2011. So those of you who haven't heard that show, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show, click the Spurs Flicks option. So I didn't want to cover so much that we covered there, um, just so people sort of understand. Firstly, with a book, which obviously uh, helped uh, with the writing with Spurs show regular Adam Powley, it's how how many years, how many years have you been thinking about doing a book? Because surely you must have been asked a lot. Well, I answered the question in front of Toby and, yeah. and the publishers that said probably five years they've been asking me. Right. And it was actually, they're telling me it's right. ten. Oh, right. <laughs> there you are. So that time flies. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Uh, so, but all the time I wasn't writing it, I was preparing stuff. Mm. Because when you're at Exeter City and things are happening in football in general, but especially at the lower level and it's it's coming up about what turns players on or off and managerial changes and all that. It's all the same at the lower mm. level than the top level. So I was just taking sort of even mental notes but but paper notes as well as per things that I thought would be of interest to people mm. when eventually yeah. I do it. So. What's incredible though, for those of you who haven't bought the book yet and will tell you where you can get it afterwards, it's really, really detailed. It's not like that kind of thing 
you know, yeah. I mean, the fun, the fun is the, the funnest bit that, that it looks in the book you couldn't remember and had to go and watch back was actually the 81 replay. And you write that like you're watching it I for was, the first time. I was, I was watching it with, uh, okay, yeah. not the first time. Yeah, yeah but, but you know I was mean. watching it with Adam. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think it was a good way of re watching it. Yeah. yeah. So, because as I'm making comments, I, I sort of knew he was taking notes, but it wasn't evident until right. I read through it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I said some strange things, I think, but uh, <laughs> that's just what you do when you're watching yeah. a game. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a spectator all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, firstly, uh, again, um, what we're going to, going back to the, when you did the show back eight years ago now, bloody hell, um, we covered your early career, kind of up until 82, and it's effectively run out of time. So sure. we're going to cover other stuff tonight. Firstly, there's a wonderful forward in the book written by Glenn Hoddle, who, again, we've been lucky to have on also a couple of times. I mean, I certainly was close to tears reading it. You, you must have been welling up when you read the words he wrote about you. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that's what he thinks about right. me. I mean, yeah. you've got to be stupid to ask, ask someone to write you forward if you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, have you written this? But yeah. As a judgment, my wife... Right. ...was in tears. Oh, there you really? Are. Yeah. My wife was no, in tears. No, it's because it was so, lovely. It was beautiful yeah. words he wrote. Fantastic words. Yeah. You he's, know? Uh, he's a proper gentleman. Yeah. yeah. And um, interestingly, I, I was one type of player. He was a different type of player. And when you're talking about management and selection, it's about matching those players together. Mm, absolutely. And we fitted... We yeah. fitted, and I knew my role was to get him the ball. Mm. And the more Glenn Hodder had the ball, the better team we mm. were. Mm. And, you know, Glenn has his critics, and even good friends of mine would would always put the other case to me. Steve, you're telling us how great he is, but he can't do this and he can't do that. And I'd say, but you've got to talk about what he can do, because mm. what he can do is so special mm. that... You know, there's not that quarterback mm. passer in other teams that can see what's happening 60, 70 yards away. Mm. And, um, you know, we, we were talking about the Archibald and Crooks uh, yeah, we gig had you had. Week, yeah. And they very quickly had to learn that Glenn could deliver the ball to their running. Mm. So don't waste your time coming back to feet. Just mm. run forward mm. and he will find you. Okay. Not 10 out of 10, yeah. but the vast yeah. majority... I, I used to make runs... F if the ball was into Glenn, I'd make runs from right back, which, of course, is always risky because in case it breaks down. So I had a trust of his ability to retain the ball mm. and that if I was the best option, he would find me. Mm. And the best option might be, once I've passed it into him, Tony Galvin mm. out on the left wing. Okay, well... A little bit of wasted energy, but no problem because he's picked the better option mm. in his eyes. And who am I to argue mm. with that? So there's there's always been an affinity between me and Glenn. And um, I, I, I'm rated as a leader of the team, as captain, etc. with my experience. I would always make the point that in play, Glenn was the leader mm. of how we played. Not the tactics, mm, but yeah. the, 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 the feeling about our performance was generated by Glenn's form, mm. I think. Yeah. So, yes, I was leader, but at a certain point, this leader had to play second mm. or third fiddle to other players in the team. Mm. You know, you could, I couldn't dictate to Ozzy, for instance. He, he, Ozzy did what Ozzy did. Mm. And Glenn, Glenn was just a very special player and person at that. Mm. 
Um, let's start stuff that you talk about in the book that we haven't covered before. This is the sort of time at your club post Bill Nick, um, when you were kind of in a fixture of the team, obviously, in 74. You already kept on the side at 22, initially when Martin Peters got injured, but when yeah. he was back, you were vice captain. Uh, then, I mean, I, I didn't know this stuff. That's why I'm sort of bringing it out from the book now. In 1974, some of the coaching staff thought your legs had gone, and Coventry City came in came in for you and according to your, your book yeah. you, you were extremely close to, to leaving I was an inch away mm. an inch so when people talk about you being loyal mm. etc of course the end result is that I was loyal yeah Tottenham were also loyal to me to employ me for 19 years that was the point where that loyalty just mm. ebbed and it was because Tottenham, the, the, the Bill Nicholson, Eddie Bailey, yeah. thought my legs had gone. Um, I, when I started off at 17, probably two years I didn't do a lot wrong. And I was been talking about as a future England international, etc., etc. And within getting an ankle injury, but playing on mm. with it, um, my confidence suffered, my form went, and eventually they started to question me. I mean, Bill Nicholson didn't ever leave me out. Mm. I, yes, he did after Crystal Palace, but that was said because of other things. Mm. Um, so I couldn't have been playing that badly yeah. as per for yeah, the yeah, team, yeah, yeah. but I knew I wasn't playing great. And as I say, my confidence had gone mm. and people started to question their first thoughts of me. So you hear this? When this is going on... You heard it from a, a mate that they thought your legs had gone, yeah. right? well, right. Charlie Faulkner, the yeah. chief scout. Yeah. I, I lived in Northolt. He lived in Hillingdon. Yeah. Chief scout at Tottenham lived in Hillingdon. Yeah. We first came into contact with him. My brother wrote to him as chief scout at QPR for me to have a trial mm. as about a 13-year-old because mm. no one was ever going to see me because our grammar school didn't play competitive games. Oh, right. So my brother thought I was good enough and Charlie... I think, did not even answer the letter. Mm. And then when Charlie ended up knocking on the door, the first scout, mm. my brother said, you're Mr. Faulkner. He said, how do you know? He said, I wrote to you. <laughs> and, but it showed that my brother was yeah. on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sort of apologised for not answering the letter, etc., yeah. etc., et and wished he had have done, mm. of course. So... There was a closeness between the family and Charlie Faulkner probably lived in our house for about six months. Right. I mean, two or three or four times a week. Mm. And if he wasn't there, he was writing letters and etc. So uh, th that's what a scout has to do. He mm. has to be on the job. And mm. it was easier for him to be on the job because we lived about seven or eight miles apart. Mm. So he got upset in the, in the afternoon when they would come back from the training ground they would discuss today's session and what was good and what was wrong and what needed improving. And it came up about me that they thought my legs had gone. And he, I think he described it to me on the phone as that I got very upset about a conversation with, about you, Steve. And I ended up throwing a, a cup and saucer of tea at Eddie Bailey. Oh dear. So, um, but it's good that staff have those sorts of confrontations because mm. this is what, football's about yeah as much as you want to discuss mm. on your yeah. show staff discuss mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah. single day everything mm. that happens yeah mm. so um 
Charlie made some comment. Yeah, I, if he's gone, if his legs are gone, I'll show you how much I can go and get for him. Phoned me to say that, um, which was a little bit of treachery on mm. Charlie's behalf, but he was doing it more for me than the club. But, of course, he never thought this would come out. Mm. Uh, and Charlie's dead now. God bless him. But... Um, he said that Bill Nick, you're going to get a phone call from Bill Nick. He's going to, or he's going to call you in tomorrow. He's going to tell you that he's asked the club for two players and they've asked back for you. Mm. I said, Charlie, who is it? He said, Coventry City. Okay. So he said, please, Steve, don't let Bill know that you know about this and of course. They're a decent side for people who don't remember the top league yeah. in 74. Yeah. They're not like they are now. No, top league. top team. Top league, Jimmy Hill thinking, yeah. the academy, yeah. 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 etc. Yeah. They yeah. played against us yes. in the, the uh, yeah. FA Youth Cup final, right. etc. So, um, Bill Nick did call me in the next day. He did sit me down. He said, Steve, listen, I've never thought about letting you go. Never. Um, but I've been onto a club asking about two players. I want to sort of revamp the team, mm. and they've asked back for you. Um, he, he said it would take you plus money, but what do you think? Are you interested? So I said, where is it, Bill? He said, I won't say. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, that doesn't really <laughs> help yeah, me, yeah, Bill. Yeah. So um, if it's Newcastle, no, mm. if it's within distance of London, because I'm a home bird, I was yeah. never, ever going to yeah. be in digs or yeah. all that stuff. So uh, he said, no, I'm not saying. So I said, okay, well, yes, I'm interested. Well, are you sure what you, that answer, are you sure what you're saying? I said, Bill, you've asked me. Yeah. There must be a reason that you're asking mm. me. Mm. So I'm telling you, off the back of your question, yes, I'm interested. Really, what my body was saying is I'm struggling a bit. Mm. Perhaps a change of club might do me some good. I don't think I would have ever asked to go. Mm. But now, I, all my life, I've been the same. If you don't want me, yeah, I don't exactly. want you. If, yeah. you. if you talk about the England career or lack of the England career, I'd say... If if England don't want Steve Perrin, Steve Perrin doesn't want fucking England. <laughs> Trust me, that's it. There's enough going on in the rest of my life yeah. For, yeah. for that not to hurt me as such. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back years later and you think, oh, mm, that probably could have been a bit better. Anyway, so um, he said, I suggest you go home and you speak to your people that you love and trust and ask them their opinion of what you, the answer you've just given. But he someone told you where it was, though. So yeah, he hasn't told me. What's the conversation with your he hasn't told me. This is so strange, because <laughs> for a start, he, he'd questioned, he'd raised questions, albeit he didn't know you, that you knew, but he'd yeah. raised questions about whether your legs had gone. Yes. So there's that. And then he won't tell you that what the club is and expects you to get. And then when you when you say, "Yeah, I'm interested," he's like, "He's, yeah. uh, I'm hurt and appalled." Go and talk to. I mean, what? He, he, he obviously was not in a good place, Bill. Right. Well, that's yeah. what subsequently obviously. we found. Right. Mm. Obviously, that's, the, that's yeah. the. Yeah. So I didn't go home and speak to anyone. I'd probably mention it to my wife. We might be off, mm. etc. But actually, we won't have to move because it's Coventry. Mm. So it, it was easier for me to get to Coventry oh, where I live than the Tottenham. <laughs> M40 was yeah, finished. Yeah. Absolutely. Bosh, yeah. down you go. Yeah. So uh, 
he called me in the next day. I went to see him before training. I said, Bill, same, same answer. Yeah, interested. He said, I truly don't believe what you're saying. So I'll see you after training and um, find. Anyway, he didn't ask to see me after training. I went home thinking, is it, mm. isn't it? And then he resigned that night. That night? Mm. Mm. So I think, I think my bit was part of it. Well, I was about to say, yeah. I, yeah. I know the results hadn't been good near the yeah. end there, but absolutely it was part of it. Yeah. yeah. Must have been. There's sure. got to be coincidence that night. He's sure, decided sure. I've had enough. Yeah, it was like a final you straw. You know, the final him. straw, yeah. someone yeah. I brought through this yeah. team. And he's, yeah, he's you know, prepared to walk Absolute away. regular. My, you know, my extra thinking incredible. about it was wow. that whereas I, when I got into the team, I, I say that the team I got into had too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm. And I came in as an Indian mm. uh, to work. I wasn't really a runner in my development as a player. I was a passer. I was an inside forward passer. It developed when I was in the team for want of results that I had to, for me to, to get selectable, I needed to bring something to that team that it didn't have. And what it didn't have was legs. Mm. Okay, Mallory could win the ball, of course, but I yeah. suppose Philip Bill mopped up, mm. but... Mm off the back of the opponent's sort of loose ball and then... But certainly not in the middle. Etc. So, so um, when the team started to struggle, and remember we had three players finish early through injury, Roger Morgan, uh, Peter Collins, Jimmy Pierce, Bill wasn't replacing players as he'd been done in the past. Mm. I think the rest were catching up with the the aura of signing for Spurs. Yeah. It wasn't quite such a big club to, mm. to join, like when Mike England signed for in, in instance. He was the top centre-half in Britain. He could have signed for anyone. He chose Spurs. Yeah. Gilly signed for Spurs, mm. albeit got offered more money to go a lot of other places. Mm. He wanted to play for Bill Nicholson and Tottenham Hotspur, the yeah. famous. Yeah. Yeah. So it was starting to lose its glitter. Yeah. And... Um, and there, therefore, I got elevated to back to where if I'd have come in the team at that point, I could have handled the playing part. Mm. I'd, I'd almost forgotten how to play mm. for three years. I'd just run around, which is what I tell in the book. Mm. My brother saying, I'm not watching you play again. Why not? Because all you do is run. Mm. He's never going to leave you out. You work too hard. Yeah. Or you, you used to be a footballer, a passer, and now all you do is run. Mm. So this fella that supplied the running to the team, now it was not the same team, had to be more than a runner, mm. which you could say is a bit sort of not fair. Mm. Um, and I couldn't couldn't deliver both but off the, the back of the lack of confidence I had through this bad ankle. But the incredible thing was then, because obviously a lot of players we spoke to at the time, Terry Neal came in. Now, a lot of people looking back, all, most fans, because he then went back to Arsenal, you know, he's sort of airbrushed out of Tottenham history. But he came straight up to you and sort of said, you're in and whatever. And he said, you know, uh, uh, okay. So our first training session was on the track. Uh, Steve, you at the front with somebody else. And then we led the running. And I couldn't understand his accent. So if he said <laughs> right. a fast lap in 65 seconds, 
I'm saying to the other person, what did he say? Right. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's do it. So, anyway, um, <laughs> at the end of it all, um, at the end of that session, I think we probably then went into the gym, um, he walked past me, said, Steve, by the way, you're going nowhere. Okay. okay. I'd like to say I was delighted with that, but I'm still in the same lack of confidence mm. that I had before Bill Nick left. Had you spoken to anyone at Coventry at this stage? Had any no. kind of, so, no. So you didn't spoke to them yet? No. You spoke contracts or anything? No. no. Right. Okay. I, I, I knew they wanted me because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the, the history I had with Coventry and it was one of those teams that I always did well against. Yeah. Always. Mm. So, um, so that's how close I was. And, um, you know, it, it brings up the question of, of um, for instance, I don't particularly want to talk about the sugar era, but, but, and this is no way an excuse for Sol Campbell to leave the way he did. But it's about how comfortable you feel at the club. Mm. Mm. It's how much you buy into what the club stands for. And the supporters, and, you know, for two years the supporters loved me. They started to sort of query a little bit when, when I had my, my sort of downturn. Mm. Um, but the, the leaders of the club, do they look at you? Do they say hello? Do they smile at you? This yeah. would be the directors on the bus. You know, there's, there's a feeling of warmth or not. Mm. And, you know, for instance, if I can just say briefly about the Sugar era, if I'd have been a player under Sugar... I would not have stayed 19 months, mm. let alone 19 years. Mm. Let's carry on after this very short break. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back for the break. Um, a lot of players we've spoken to um, talked about how Terry Neal came in and moves a lot of the senior players on. Martin Peters went, uh, Martin Chivers certainly didn't play as, as much under him. And there was various other players. How did you find him as, as, a, as a manager and, and as a person? I found him very open. I found him to be uh, giving me more instructions as per my personal game right. than Bill Nick or Eddie Bailey had ever given me. That's not to say they were bad people or bad judges or bad coaches. A lot of the old school thinking is... We trust you enough to play you, get on with it. Mm. Now, that sounds a bit amateurish, but the result from Bill Nicholson's, and, and I've spoke to Suness a lot about this with his mm. Liverpool team that he did so well in, no real instruction. Right. We've bought you, we've paid this much money for you. You think we're going to tell you how to play? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Listen to the others. Yeah. Listen to the others and get on with it. That's mm. interesting. And you sort of cope mm. with that. 
So, um, but he, I think he knew about my lack of confidence. I think he had liked me, what he's seen. Not so much television in those days. But I think he mentioned a few things about seeing me as a schoolboy player. Mm. And that I thought that you were this and I thought you were that, etc. I think you need to get back to a bit of this. Right. And... Um, uh, so that sounds very critical of Bill Nick and Eddie Bailey. I'm not meaning to be, no. but it was different. So how yeah. did your and game change as a result of that? He just wanted me to run forward. He thinks, he thought that I played behind the ball too much, mm. which is really what Bill Nick and Eddie wanted from yeah. me. They mm. wanted me to be the security. The holder, what we yeah, call behind, yeah, behind uh, Mallory and Peters yeah. to mm. do their stuff going forward. And I mean, it was a it was a role that I was comfortable in, and I understood it, and fine. Mm. So, um, but he said to me, for instance, this is a very basic instruction. He said, "Pat kicks the ball long. I want you to run past our centre forward, jumping for the ball. I want you to run past him as if it's going to be flicked on, or they're both going to miss it, which can happen." Mm. And I think he was just trying to put that sort of positive run in me. Mm. He said, I know you're going to get back. Mm. I know. I've seen it for years. You recover as mm. good as anyone. Um, it just made me think in a forward way. Mm. And I, I scored, I think, six goals that season mm. for him. Mm. Well, I'd never, I'd never scored six before. Mm. I'm, I'm famous for scoring one league goal per year mm. for 17 seasons, mm. at least one. Yeah. And most of them were one. Yeah. Um, but this year was six, and it just showed how much... Interesting. Just that simple sort of instruction. Mm. We st I mean, that season when he came in, we had that new manager bounce. We actually started well, but then it went back to where we were before Bill left. And obviously it went down to... And it, funny enough, I saw this... It was recently on BT Sport, Big Match Revisited. And there was one of you... Um, there, was, there was the three key games that all fans remember. There was the Chelsea at home, which effectively sent them down. Yes. There was the Arsenal away. Uh, they, they were the first two. I mean, what's your memories? Because that was probably the first time you at Tottenham had flirted with relegation. This must have been completely... Mm. It, must have, it must have been the first time. Yeah, because I get in the first team at 17. Yeah. I'm on, like, cloud nine. Um, the very last word you'd hear from anyone at Tottenham in, the, in my growing up years was well done. Mm. You never got a well done. Yeah. They were, they were so fearful of you getting above yourself. Right. And I'm not that type of character to actually get above myself. I mean, they used to think Suness was that type. Right. Oh, he's going he's gonna to fly. Mm, right. um, so maybe they kept him down longer than they should have done mm. because of that. Um, so all of a sudden I'm playing in two League Cup finals. I'm playing in a UEFA Cup final. I mean... Mm. As Muller used to say, Steve, enjoy it, because it don't happen very often, this. Mm. I know it's happened a lot for you, but it don't happen. Yeah. So, um, but then, of course, off the good comes some bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bad was the, the relegation. We were mm. signing second or third class players, mm. uh, nowhere near the quality that mm. Bill Nick had had, um, even some that Bill brought in towards the end of his career mm. were not really up to the required standard yeah 
And um, Why, so, from your perspective, you're on the inside, and you're by that time, by the time we went down, you're an extremely well established, pivotal figure in that. And you look at this around you, you've seen the good times, and now you're seeing bad times you, that no one could have ever anticipated when you first started. Yep. From your perspective, how does that happen? Is it just the board not, not spending, being, just being tight with money? All sorts of stories about uh, black money. The other clubs were paying under the under the right. table mm-hmm. um, right, to get the better fees players. to get the better players. Right. That would encourage a player to go there rather yeah. than here. Yeah. And we were missing out. It's obvious that we were missing out. And yeah. that therefore you're buying a sort of lower level of player yeah. that's so delighted to come to Tottenham mm. without the extra incentives mm. because if there were ex- extra incentives they wouldn't have come yeah. and because we were losing our shine yeah. no doubt but, the, but that game because a few of the ex-players have mentioned it the, the, it went down to that Leeds United game that particular season and a lot of players again we didn't know this until this started coming out a lot of players talked about when Terry Neal took you all to see a hypnotist called Romark the Great um, at a hotel <laughs> in order to... Well, a few, a few Alfie Terry Connor, Naylor? Martin, Terry, Alfie Connor, yeah. all told us, yeah. and Pat Jennings. Yeah. The, it was such a huge game for people who, who were too young. I mean, they were... Leeds United were the champions and about to play a European Cup final. Yeah, which was we handy. were near the bottom, yeah. midweek game. We had to win. And on paper... Form-wise, you no kind chance. of didn't see it. Yeah, mm. it was huge. And apparently, he, do you do you remember this hypnotist and certain yeah. players had to have a one-on-one with him? Uh, I don't remember the one-on-one. Um, I don't think that I was that type of player that would have responded to that right. personally. Yeah. So maybe that's why I was kept out of the way. But we went to the typical type of hotel for the pre-match meal. We probably had to get there. If normally it would be four o'clock, we probably had to get there at two o'clock. And there was this Romark situation of this meeting in a lounge, nice lounge. And he did some sort of trickery and he, he did it with Cyril Knowles. And Cyril Knowles was laying flat on the, on the, and, and he, and he, with his neck resting on the back of a chair. And then he took the chair away. And Cyril was. Levitating. Yeah. Ideal. I mean, it looked very impressive. Yeah. I can't quite put together what that meant <laughs> for the Leeds United game, yeah. other than entertainment value. Yeah. It, was certainly, it was certainly entertaining. Yeah. And if it was to take the mind off it, yeah, it does for a certain amount of time, but then you get in your car and you drive to the game and you get caught at lights and you're thinking, yeah. what's the time and there's yeah. traffic and yeah. the importance of this game, etc. So, um, but I'm interested to know if certain players had individuals. Yeah, well, they, they did. Some of them did. And obviously one was, was Chiv. Yeah. And, and, and Romart told her, you know, because she was yeah. not in the team. He, he wasn't playing. Yeah. He, and he, he, he was happy. brought back in because he said, I visualise you will score. Yeah. And he did score. I mean, I know Noble's got two that night, but yeah. I think Chiv did score. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's the game where, and yes. um, maybe I've said this in the book, but Alfie Con yeah. sat on that's the ball. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Billy Brem, though, I'd had wars with yeah. and battles with over the course of time and our good times and then our not so good times. And as you mentioned, they're in the European, was it final? Cup final. final. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. European Cup final. So they're still progressing yeah. and we're going backwards. He said, Stevie, <laughs> tell that Scottish prick or stronger. <laughs> yeah. 
that if he sits on the ball again, mm. we're going to start trying. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. That's like Tony Ada yeah. told us yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You had to run over and tell him to <laughs> stop tonight, Alfie, Alfie, for yeah. Christ's sake. Because they on. scored. I think Lorma scored a scream and they got back at the game. And yeah. It was like, no, they mean it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like one of those nights. I mean, <laughs> that could be, for instance, when you are... In the, in the year when we won the everything at mm. youth level, everything, other than one competition, we lost 1-0 at Colchester. And after five minutes, you knew that we weren't going to win that game. Mm. And it's almost like a third round of the cup. Mm. When you, as much as you should win it, there is something not right. Yeah. And it could have been that night for Leeds. Yeah. And we gained off the back of it and yeah. kept our position in the in the top league. Yeah. So um but interestingly Terry Neal got a, a chance to join another club. Yeah. Where he thought he'd have had more of a chance to do well. to get the players that he wanted. Yeah. Now yeah. maybe that's been proven right or wrong. But yeah. But in fact from a Tottenham from a fan's point of view of course we were very very pleased to see Terry Neal go because we we regarded him as an Arsenal man. Yeah. All the way yeah. through. Yeah. And of course Eventually, not straight away, but the Birkinshaws, he, he created his place in the Hall of Fame, didn't he? I mean, he was one of the great Tottenham managers. Really. Well, look, I, I, there's so much we want to cover, and we've sort of run out of show one, uh, and we're going to do this in two parts. So we'll be, for those listening at home, we'll be back later on this week. For now, Steve Perlman, thank you very much. Pleasure. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.